During a live YouTube interview yesterday, I was called a BS artist and a fraud. And honestly, 10 years ago, that comment might have ruined me, might have destroyed the fragile confidence that I had at the beginning of my journey. And I've seen haters do that to other people. And I will say I had no idea that comment was coming, but I did handle it in a way that I'm very proud of. And I think it actually turned into a very healthy and interesting conversation, to say the least. Uh, not to mention, I share something at the very beginning of this interview that I'm sure a lot of you may not have ever heard because it was just kind of a, a funny little name pronunciation slip by the host of the show, John Somnez. And wow, I can just say I had a lot of fun with this interview. John's a great guy. We went back and forth. We were laid back. We were having fun. Again, we didn't hide from this hater's comment. We actually addressed it and had an open conversation about it. Didn't lash back out at this hater at all. But you know, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. not going to spoil it for you. We handle it in a very interesting way. I'd love your feedback. And I really hope this conversation helps you in the future if, and that's an if, if you ever encounter something like this down the road. Because if you are putting your message, your mission out there in the world, there are going to be people out there who want to tear you down. Let's dive in. All right. What's up, Bulldogs? All right. Today, I have John Lee DeMoss here, the uh, the the star, the creator of Entrepreneur on Fire. He's done so many uh, things in the in the business world for entrepreneurs. It's uh, it's amazing to have him here. Welcome, John. I'm excited to be here. It's Dumas, dumbass. So thanks for that. And uh, I cannot wait to drop <laughs> value bombs on your audience yeah. live so you can't censor anything that I say. Life is good. Okay. What I, did I say? Dumas? Which That's is it. the correct French pronunciation. Which okay, see, there we, I was just, I'm American, you know, so it's okay. it's this dumbass. All right, all right. <laughs> like '96, one of the root beer companies came out. I think it was A&W Root Beer came out with a commercial. Okay. Where a guy was sitting down, he's like, "Mr. Dumbass, I am Dumbass Corporations. I will work so hard for Dumbass and Dumbass." And the guy looks at him and he goes, "It's Dumas, Dumbass." And then the commercial was. <laughs> Are you thick-headed? And has like a big, you know, thick-headed okay. air float. And uh, I went to school the next day, and I was dumbass for the rest of my high school career. I mean, oh man, that's it was yeah. like A and W root beer. I will short sell your stock and bring you down. Yeah. See, my my middle name is is Zanel, so you can imagine when kids figured that one out, that was not <laughs> so good. So I, I can relate to the pain there. So <laughs> literally the pain. So I've been, um, I'm really excited because you know this is pretty short notice, but I've been looking through, I've been scanning through the proof of the book that you sent me of your new book here. And the reason why I'm so excited, it, it's called uh, common path, uncommon success. There we go. Is because it's, ex it's almost exactly what I teach, uh, guys in, in my membership at, at becoming an entrepreneur about building an audience first and building a brand and then building the product. And, uh, and I'm excited because I feel like no one else is really teaching this and everyone else has it backwards and they're teaching build the product first. And it's so bad when people build the product first and then it's like, you know, build it and they'll, they'll, they'll come. Whereas, you know, again, I've just barely scanned through the book, but it looks like your approach is, is the approach of building up the audience, you know, getting your content uh, figured out so that you've got a consistent content schedule and then building up the product and then marketing it and scaling up and, and, and doing the affiliate thing. And, I mean, and John, there's a reason, there's a reason why they call it the 1%. 99% mm -hmm. of people are doing it wrong. The way you just described 1% of us are doing it right. And we're winning at disproportionately massive levels. And it's not hidden, it's not secret, it's not complicated, it's not easy, right? but it is a step-by-step -step roadmap. And this book is just that. It's a 17-step flipping roadmap to your financial freedom and fulfillment. So if that's something that's interesting to you, give it a look-see. If it's not, go back to whatever life you're living and 
again. That's what I want people to do. I want people to do yeah. that. You know, honestly, this book is not for everybody. The life that you and I live is not for everybody. Uh, people need to do them. But this is for people who truly want financial freedom, who truly want fulfillment in their lives. And this is the key to that. And it's not, this isn't from me. This isn't from JLD's head. This is from the 3,000 interviews I've done over the last nine and a half years on Entrepreneurs on Fire here. It's distilled from all those successful entrepreneurs. And it is a 17-step roadmap that I've created. This is the common path to uncommon success. It's not the complicated path. It's not the secret path. It's not the hidden path. It is the common path to uncommon success. So if you want the step-by-step -step guide, it's there for you. If you don't, that's okay too. You do you. Yeah. No. Awesome. I. I yeah. I, I think it's it's great. I mean, because you, because uh, because you have gone through that whole thing, right? You you have built the audience. You have built the. Well, I have. It's the same. Yeah. For me. It's from the yeah. three thousand entrepreneurs I've interviewed who are successful. Exactly. Who have found the common path as well. So this is a distillation of the thousands of hours I've spent talking to brilliant people like yourself, successful people like Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, Barbara Corcoran, and taken all of that and put it into 71,000 words, 273 pages. Like just before, you know, you push the record button here, you're like, do we get to talk about Puerto Rico? Like I'm hearing great things, like only 4% tax. I'm like, dude, don't move to Puerto Rico unless you want to keep the money you make. Don't yeah. move, like stay where you are, yeah. give the government all of your profits. That's what, that's what, you're, that's what you, you need to do. Like if you don't want financial freedom and fulfillment, don't read this book. Like you do you, like you need to figure it out. Like I'm really not trying to overcomplicate things. It is a simple, process it's not easy but it's simple and i think it's, it's it's actually perfect timing here because with the whole gamestop thing that's just happened here i think there's a lot of people right now they're like i want to make that quick buck you know get in and, and get get out get that hustle and it, it's such a what, what's that oh man it's down to 104 now oh my god it cracked. <laughs> because it we yeah, and this is what people trying to make a quick buck that don't want to invest the time you know and real quick let's be honest so many yeah. people read the headlines, saw that mm -hmm. GameStop went from like three to 340, yep. bought $10,000, their entire life savings at 340, and now it's at 100. Exactly, yeah. So many people did that. Ah! Oh, yeah. yeah, but but it's it's that mentality, right? And that's why, again, like I said, I, I really was excited when I saw what your book was about because it, it's not about that. It's about taking a little bit of the longer path, but building something that, that's going to last for a very long time that, that you will actually be able to build true wealth as opposed to too many people looking for the hustle. So, so let's talk a little bit about your story. Cause okay. If I recall correctly, and maybe I'm wrong, I swear, I remember way back in the day, listening to, to you on an early episode of smart passive income and that kind of being the start. I, I thought I remember a conversation with you and Pat, and I could be wrong uh, talking this, about this idea. So this might be wrong. Okay. This might be wrong. <laughs> but what, what's your point? What, what, what do you remember? Well, cause, cause I remember, um, that, that you just got out of the military. Is that right? So, I grew up in the state of Maine. I went to okay. college in Army scholarship. After okay. college, I spent eight years as an officer in the Army. There did we go. See? Okay. okay. Did a 13-month tour of duty in Iraq. Yeah. Then at 26 years old, I ended my active duty. And for six years, I was a bumbling, stumbling idiot, trying a bunch of things, failing at all of them. Right. And at 32 years old, after six years post-military of struggle, I launched this puppy and got, a lot, and got lucky. Now, and, and, and you didn't start, I mean, you started out with this crazy idea of doing one episode a day, right? Cause I don't think anyone was really doing that at the time. Don't and think, it, don't think zero no one, people okay. were doing a daily podcast. Yes. Okay. Entrepreneurs. The day that I launched entrepreneurs on fire, it was the best daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. It was the worst 
daily podcast. <laughs> it was yeah. the only daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. And that's the only reason why I won. Cause I was the only, I was not a good podcaster. I was not right. a good businessman. I was just stumbling around trying to figure that next thing out. And I hit upon it because I was doing the only thing in town, period. That's why I got my initial traction momentum. That's why Pat Flynn brought me on his podcast. Cause he's like, you're doing something completely different, really new. And yep. it's either going to work or it's going to just blow up in a, in a, in a ball of smoke. It's one of the two, but both will be fun to watch. And luckily yeah. I'm still here nine years later, three, 3,000 interviews later, 100 million listens to date. So 3,000 episodes, hundred million listens, over 1.4 million listens a month and over $20 million in revenue. And I've never invested in GameStop. <laughs> now, now, yeah. So I do remember that episode because I, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't one hundred percent sure, but, but I remember. And turmeric daily. What's that? So you must take your turmeric every day. It's good for I, memory. That's it. That's it. And then, uh, and then now, your first year though, I think you only made something like twenty eight thousand dollars or something. Wow. Now you're spot right? on. Man. It was okay. like seven thousand eight hundred dollars. My first okay. year it was not terrible for your first yeah. year. You can't expect to come out of the gates on fire. I mean, I was finding my way. But uh, I knew that that was not what I wanted to replicate year two. So right. I changed things. I, I learned a few mistakes that I'd made. And actually month 13, mm. I made over $100,000 net profit, not just gross, right. net profit. And John, as you and I are talking right now, 89 months in a row of $100,000 or more net profit. Wow. And, and guys... Uh, one, one thing, and I actually adopted this from you cause I do a monthly yeah. income report. Yes. I, I, I do a video every month showing my monthly income. That's and, awesome. uh, last, last month I did like uh, 83 over $83,000. So it was, it was a good month. Where I was, man. I mean, just right, right in the ballpark and, and just think about if you got to keep all of that money by being, because <laughs> now that you're making 83,000, like, yeah. you're going to be like, and you know what guys, 40,000 of this is going to uncle Sam. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm paying the San Diego tax. I, you paid the San Diego oh. tax at one point. So <laughs> figures, two years in a row, yeah. I literally wanted to stop breathing, let alone stop working. Yeah. It's true. It's true. But, um, but so, okay. So I, I kind of want to, you know, kind of want to talk a little bit about for guys, cause this is one of the biggest questions I get in my, in my membership and my audience is like, how do I get started? How do I build this business? Cause a lot of guys that follow me, they want to build a business like me, which is good because your book tells them how to build a business, just like the kind that, that, that I have that, that you've built that's audience focused. So where do they start and how do they, and what about the, and, and, and what, and the traction thing, this is like the biggest thing perhaps is it's like, I get a lot of guys that start and then they're like, ah, I'm making YouTube videos every day, but I, I hardly have any subscribers or I'm making a podcast every day or, or writing a blog post or doing Instagram posts. What's the, what do they need to do in order to get past that? Or how long does it take? What's, what's kind of your advice for guys that are like stuck in that traction phase? So listen, there's nothing wrong with trying to build a business like John's, but the keyword is like, mm. there's a lot of people I know in your audience, John, who are struggling because they are simply a pale, weak imitation of you. Just like mm -hmm. there have been so many pale, weak imitations of JLD. It's just, it happens. Right. I was a weak, pale imitation of somebody else in past business failed ventures. I've been that person. I've done that. I failed. I fell on my face. It's not a bad thing because hopefully you're learning a lesson from it. But how you win in this world is to say, how can I provide the best solution to one real problem? Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs on Fire was the best solution to a real problem. People actually wanted a daily podcast where they could just wake up, listen to a fresh, new, time-relevant episode with a successful entrepreneur. Their successes, their failures. Not everybody wanted that, but there was a lot of people who wanted that. And I was one of those people, which is why I created that show that did not exist. So the day I launched, it was the best solution 
in the world to that specific problem. It was also the worst solution. It was the only flipping solution. So until you can look in the mirror and honestly say to yourself, I am providing the best solution to one real problem, you will not win, period. I can't tell you how many times I get interviewed by people because it's mm -hmm. hundreds, hundreds. I, I, a minimum of 20 per month, so hundreds and hundreds per year. And I get the same five questions. John, tell me your story. John, how do you monetize a podcast? John, how do you grow your podcast? Not bad questions. Right, exactly, yeah. But they're all pale, weak imitations of mm. each other. How do they ever expect to get any traction? They're not solving a unique problem. That's where you need to slap yourself in the face, wake up, and say, what is the one problem I'm solving better than anybody else in this world? And if you're not doing it, that's okay. Now you niche down, and you niche down again, and you niche down again until you find a problem that exists that you can be the best solution towards. When I wanted to start a podcast, I didn't just start a podcast. That was just this broad niche. Right. I started a business podcast, but a business interview podcast. What about a business interview podcast that went seven days a week? I had to niche those four levels down before I could be the best, the best yep. solution. And again, I was terrible. So I had to be the only, and that's how I won, period. So step one and step two of the book, step one is identifying your big idea. So many of your listeners right now are not living in their big idea. Because they're following you, John, they're probably pretty close. Like they might just need a tweak, a pivot, an adjustment. But this is the thing you need to do. You need to identify your big idea the right way. Some of you wipe the slate clean, start over. Like you need a new big idea, a new direction. Some of you, just that tweak, that pivot I talked about. Some of you are going to be able to validate that you're actually living your big idea. You're actually living and breathing and acting in your zone of fire every single day. Awesome. You're going to be one of those three. Then step two chapter two in the book of the 17 step roadmap that I created here. Step two, chapter two, discover your niche. Your big idea, I'm sure it's a great idea, but guess what? A great idea has probably been thought of by somebody before and that's okay. It still makes it a great idea. It still makes it a big idea. You just can't compete with them now. Yes. Yeah. You've got to niche down and potentially niche down again till you find a void in that big idea, in that marketplace that you can serve better than anybody else. And then you win. It's kind of like, if any of you Dracula fans out there, like when he came, you know, when he like finally came back to life, but he had to like go hide for years and hundreds of years and just like suck on the blood of all these little ants and rodents that made his way to him to slowly build his energy up to them when he could compete with the world. You can't compete with the big boys day one and that's okay. That's why they're the big boys and the big girls. Don't get squashed by the competition. Bide your time, get traction, which John mentioned, get real traction by uncovering a niche, a void that needs to be solved and doing it better than anybody else. Awesome, I totally agree. I, I always tell guys, you should pick something that can be number one best in the world. You don't have to be it, but you have to be able to be able to be it. And I, I agree 100%. I got, we got we got a comment here. I do, I do oh. wanna address this because uh, I think it's it's important to address. This guy says, this guy's a BS artist, he's a fraud. <laughs> I, I wanna show you guys something real quick here. I wanna show you guys something real quick because I wanna show you what, you can just look up yourself. You can just go to eofire.com and you can go here and you can look at John's monthly income reports from every single year, okay, from every single month, okay, all the way back to, to the beginning. And you can see exactly how he made his money, exactly. Right, he, he details it out, what's going on here. I just want you guys to see this so that you can understand. Oh, by the way, congratulations. Engaged. Yay. <laughs> but so um, let, me, let me jump yeah. on this. I'm so glad you brought this up. And I'm so glad you, you featured this guy here, honestly. Um, so number one, listen, this guy's in his mind, he's saying right now, well, you can put any numbers on the internet and you absolutely, you can. And you know, who knows? I mean, one thing that I do, and this again, who still, who knows? But one thing that I've done for all 89 months, I bring my lawyer 
on to every income report. He gives an amazing legal tip. I bring my CPA on that he gives an amazing tax tip. You know, I do those two reasons to validate the income reports. I mean, these are both professionals who would never put their, you know, yeah. um, their professions at stake just to like validate a fake, you know, fake numbers, but take that for what it is. But I think this is a great example for the other people that are watching here that are actually getting value from this of you're going to face these type of individuals on your journey because there are individuals and they they really are they really fill this category of hurt people hurt people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they exist in this world and they always will john's experienced them i've experienced them every person who's ever done anything meaningful experiences them this guy supercar sketcher i mean he literally is a hurt person and because he's hurt he's hurting he's struggling he's definitely not happy his reaction in life is to hurt other people and I'm not saying this to him because literally he means nothing to me. He never will. I'm saying this to all the other people who are unfortunately going to encounter these individuals in their life, a hundred percent, because there will always be individuals like Supercar Sketcher who are hurting and they're struggling and they're unhappy and they lash out at life. They lash out at life because that's the only way they can for a second feel better. Then they feel terrible again right after that. But you know, that, that one hit of dopamine of like, oh, I called this person out. Like now I feel better. So yeah. please take this to heart. Like, look how I'm reacting to this and look how John, you know, brings this up because we've all dealt with these individuals because they're hurting. They want to hurt other people. I don't want somebody who's starting on their journey because you're fragile when you're starting. I was fragile. John was fragile. Yeah. That has ruined so many people. Like you brought up Pat Flynn earlier. He almost stopped podcasting because like the second podcast mm -hmm. he had, he got a comment like this and, you know, or somebody said like your voice sucks or your, your, your content's terrible. He stopped podcasting for like a year and a half or something. And he was depriving the world of like this amazing content because Pat was like giving so much free value. And like, I learned so much from him. And what if he had never come back from that, that one oh, yeah. comment, that one hurt person whose life sucks and they just want to lash out. So I'm just, I really hope the other people that are watching are just being like, you know what, when I encounter this, I'm going to remember that time that John and John were talking. And I just, I just need to remember that this is a hurt person and hurt people hurt people. And I'm not going to let this individual stop the impact I want and need to make in this world, period. And, and it's such an important message. Yeah, no, I think, thank you for saying that. It's it, And it's such a crazy chain, right? Because like you said, with Pat Flynn, you know, I, I don't think I would have been, I would probably wouldn't have started my businesses if it weren't for him. You, you know, you, you, you probably would have gone maybe a different direction or, or not, not the same direction. And, uh, and, you know, and actually I wouldn't have been on your podcast on entrepreneur on fire had it not been for, for that. And then there's, and then some of my best business partners are people that heard me on entrepreneur on fire. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, it, it's, it's crazy how, and, and, you know, the thing is also like when you start making stuff, I don't know when it what it was like for you, but when I made my first videos, I put them on Facebook and my own friends and family oh. made fun of me. And they and they said, who do you think you are giving people life advice and, and making videos of yourself? You're embarrassing us. But if I would have let that stop me, I, I would have been working. I would have been working a desk job right now. So. You're working a desk job. And listen, it's so key. And I end every episode of my podcast with this. And like when John was on, I did the exact same thing. I said, listen, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You're hanging out with JS and JLD today. So keep up the heat because you're the average of those five people. And yeah. there are people in your life right now, friends from high school, family members. Like I'm not saying block them out of your life, but they can't be in your top five if they're Debbie Downers, if they're Don Doolittles, if they're sketchy mixed sketch car. Like you can't let these people impact your life because they're losers in some cases, or they're just in a tough situation. They, they're they never gonna get there like mentally, emotionally, intellectually, because they're not 
willing to work on themselves or believe that there's a better future, even though so many of us are living this actual future that we've now created through hard work and right. through providing actual value. And again, don't never see them again. They just can't be in your top five. They can be number 14, number 39, yeah. whatever that is. Your top five has got to be so dialed in. That is your mastermind. That is the people you spend the most time with, people that you look up to, that you respect, that you admire, that hold you accountable, that support you. That's your top five. Yeah, I, I always talk about, uh, I demote a lot of people to acquaintances. <laughs> not everyone has to be a friend. They can just be an yep. acquaintance. And it's yeah, fine. Yeah. You don't have to completely cut them out of your life. You know, yeah. they're just on I'm that. Not, I'm not saying you're the average of the top 50, you know? Right. I'm not talking, like you have to have the first 50 you have to be amazing people. Just, just the top five. And then exactly. you have acquaintances, you have family members you see in the holidays or that you catch up with from time to time. And that's that. Like I have a lot of people that be like, I'll get home for a holiday. So John, tell me exactly what it is that you do. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> You know, I can just tell by their attitude. I'm just like, you know, yeah, exactly. I, don't like, I don't like to talk business on the holidays. So yeah. let's just let's just talk about sports. Let's talk about the Patriots. Come on, let's do it. Now I got I got a question for you. I think another one that a lot of a lot of people struggle with in, in my audience is they're like, well, you know, that's fine for you, for you, John, and for 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 John as well, and and all these other guys. Their charisma, they have charisma. They they have camera presence. They have a good voice. Yeah. They're so what about me? What about me? I'm I'm shy. I'm introverted. I'm not good on camera. I don't speak eloquently. Let me you ask know, you. I, there's this yeah. is a good question. And listen, this is my zone of fire. Having an amazing conversation with John right now. This is within my big idea that I've identified back in 2012. Doing interviews on other shows, being on camera, hosting people on my podcast. I love this. I get energized by it. I'm an extrovert. I love, I feed off this energy. It inspires me. Your zone of fire might be something else. I'm not talking about you, John. I'm talking about the listener who's posing that question that you just asked. Like their zone of fire could be something else completely. And that zone of fire is amazing because it's their zone of fire. It's your big idea. It's how you're going to thrive in this world. And that's again where people try to force it. And they are introverts and they don't, you know, they dread doing stuff like we're doing right now. This is not what you should be doing. Like you need to find exactly what it is that makes your heart sing, that is your zone of fire that you love doing, that you're providing real value in. And there's a whole process that this is, and this is just step one, chapter one within your big idea. Like there's a whole process I take you through to get to that. And it's such a key step that again, so many people might be four or five, or sometimes, sometimes even people are like 10 steps down this line. Like you look at the table of contents, every chapter is a step. You can read it. You can be like, oh, I'm at like number step 11. But if they really get down and they go back and do step one the right way, they, they start in the wrong direction. And if you're going a million miles an hour in the wrong direction, in just one hour, you'll be a million miles in the wrong yes. direction. Like it's really that simple. Yeah, no, that's that, that's good. That that's that's very true. Figuring out again, like just echoing what you said earlier about not being an imitation of, of someone else. Figuring out your own unique problem that you're going to solve, and it doesn't have to be like your voice, right? There's so many people that are the behind the scenes person or that are using Instagram to create big audiences and and not you know not sh not showcasing themselves, but. So, um, so, so another thing about this with, with the book. Okay, so let, let's let's fast forward a little bit for the guys that actually have this this audience, right? So, what what about when they want to start making money? Because I, you know, okay, so let's let's fast forward a little. I don't bit know what you're saying. I'm just having technical difficulties. Hey, this, is, this is awesome, yeah. by the way, because we only have yeah. a couple minutes left, anyways. Yeah. I think a great lesson here is, what are you waiting for? Like, John mm. is not perfect. I am not perfect. We launch and we create imperfect content every single day of our lives. And that's okay. That cannot stop you. That should not stop you. Get your voice, your message, your mission out to the world. And again, going back to it, I'm not saying you have to get your voice. It's any of those things. Your mission 
might be some unbelievable introvert, you know, introvert friendly mission. And like, that's your big idea. And as far as making money, listen, there's a whole process behind that. But when it comes down to brass tacks and the, you know, a couple of minutes we have left, it's just, if you're providing the best solution to a real problem, you're going to generate revenue because people want the best solution. So you need to just keep that top of mind. It's a theme we've talked about multiple times and I'm really passionate about it. Awesome. All right, guys, I, I wish we had more time than we could we could break into more of the, the details here. But fortunately, you don't need us to give it to you on this on this uh, YouTube video. Instead, you can just go click down the link below and I've got a link to John's book, uh, the, the Common Path to Uncommon Success. You can pre-order it now. And if you're Go ahead and pre-order it because it's going to help him to uh, to boost it up in, in Amazon. It will help also to make sure that you get the more people that pre-order, the faster that you'll get the book because the more uh, the bigger print run they'll do. So you want to pre-order it now. And, and trust me, this is going to be a book that you know. Like I said, I've scanned through it, but I already know <laughs> this is going to be a book that I'm going to be sending to all of my coaching clients most likely because uh, you know this is exactly the kind of path and outline that that I yeah. I've been trying to give you guys, and it's just awesome to now have a book because I've been trying to explain it, and now I have a book that explains it for me. So if you want, you know, if you want it, definitely get it. And you know, John is a guy that has, has a track record to prove it. Yeah, go for I it. I really appreciate it, brother. Um, you having me on the show and you know sharing this with your audience really means the world. And just to kind of go on what John's saying, like this. This, this book is a culmination of the 3,000 interviews I've done with amazing people like John, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, you name it. And I've distilled it down into a 17-step roadmap, chronological step one to step 17 to financial freedom and fulfillment. I am so passionate about this book. Pre-orders are everything. So in addition to what John said, I wanted to make it a no-brainer. If you pre-order this book before March 23rd, you're going to get five amazing bonuses, five. And they're all amazing. I'll just tell you one of them right now. I'm shipping to your door, the mastery, the freedom, and the podcast journal. I'm shipping to your door. And this is if you're in the USA. Outside the USA, I'm giving you immediate access to the digital pack of all three of those journals. That's $150 worth of journal values. I'm shipping to your door in the US. We're giving to you internationally the, the digital version for free, four other insane bonuses. All these bonuses disappear the day the book goes live on March 23rd. So don't wait, uncommonsuccessbook.com. I've got uh, personal endorsements from Gary Vaynerchuk, Seth Godin, Neil Patel, Eric Amandi, Dory Clark. These are the amazing people in this world. I'm so proud from those endorsements. There's details about the book with a video, description, those endorsements, the five bonuses are all listed out, uncommonsuccessbook.com. And one last thing before I go, if sketchy McSketch car is out there, shoot me, shoot me an email. Listen, no, seriously, yeah. shoot me an email, John at eofire.com. I really want to send you this book for free. I'm going to gift you this book 100% for free, as well as all of my journals, because I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. I think you brought, you gave, you gave John and I an opportunity to share a very valuable and important lesson. And I'm, and I'm honestly grateful for that. And I want to gift you my book and I hope you read it. And John, I love being on the show today, brother. Yeah, awesome. I'm going to have to come visit you in Puerto Rico, man. Hey, if you come, you won't leave. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again, John. Best of luck on the on the book launch. You're going to kill it, man.